Good morning. It is a bit of a weird day. I looked out the kitchen window this morning. Well, for, first I got woke up at like 5 a.m. Looked out the window and there was a ton of stars still out. This has been a while since I've seen um, seen it that dark in the morning to be able to see stars. And then when I went down to the kitchen, looked out the window and there was just a mess or massive patterns in the sky. They didn't look like normal clouds. They're typically all the clouds that you see in the pictures I take in the thumbnails. Sorry, I just gave that away. All the pictures of clouds in the thumbnails. The pictures that I take, so when I'm walking around I see all these weird clouds. So I saw that this morning and I'll probably put it as a thumbnail for this because it is it is weird. So anyway, so I'm walking and I have to cross two lanes of traffic and the cars are normally going quite quick so if it's busy you pretty much have to wait for somebody to to slow down to let you cross but um, yeah I was waiting there for don't know I felt like ages but it's probably only really like a few minutes but I think when you compare it to like yesterday or the day before like on average you can normally just go straight across get across otherwise it would have been stood there for a lot longer and then the same thing happened when I got to the next crossing I had to cross the road again across two lanes I got across one side and then the other side the cars were slowing down because it was traffic and I could I could like see the people in the cars as they're going past just completely on a water and uh, yeah nobody nobody was letting me go then eventually um, a lady was coming down the hill a bit slower and she she slowed down and waved to let me go across. So I think like some moral of the story is that sometimes you have to take a risk. But 
have to measure the risk. Might not be everyone's cup of tea running in between cars or something. I don't mean I was like weaving between them, it was like there was maybe like 10 meter gap. But there was a there was a thing right in the in the UK. The rules for the for the road for using the road for driving a car or a vehicle. You have to know what the signs mean. You have to know there's like specific rules. So if you get caught by the police or there's an accident and it's proved that you broke one of those rules, then they can use it against you. So there was one rule that they added that only the pedestrians seem to be talking about. And it was in the news and all sorts, right? If somebody's waiting to cross the road, the vehicles must allow the person to cross. But it doesn't seem to be... Uh, doesn't seem to be widely known among motorists but here's the thing right if you've got some like self-righteous pedestrian who's like they must stop for me and they just walk out in front of traffic thinking okay yeah they're gonna stop for me if you get run over you still get run over regardless of what the rules say And I'm sure some people will do that. Just because the rules say something, they'll just do it. They won't, they won't measure the risk. They may not even consider the risk at all. But that's... I've kind of grown up like that because I didn't really have any... Uh, I didn't really have any guidance. All the stuff that people were telling me was kind of like just to be safe. You know, just play it safe. Get a job, do this, go to, go to university. And I ended up doing none of those things. Well, I got a job, I didn't go, I didn't go to university. But, um, I don't think people are typically geared for risk. In terms of they don't know how to measure it. Maybe they don't even know what it is. It's kind of, uh, well, the rules say this, so you must play by the rules. And if you don't play by the rules, you get in trouble. But the thing is, if somebody's knocked you down and, and they've knocked you over because you want them to comply with the rules, you're still knocked over. You're still injured or dead. Doesn't change that, right? no matter what the rules say. So actually, when I heard that they brought those rules in place, I was like, that's so stupid. Because you will have some self-righteous people that will do exactly that. That will get pissed off at cars and will just walk out in front of them. Because they'll say, well, the rules say that you have to. You have to stop for me. So you're in the wrong, man.
and it's so stupid. It is insane. If somebody does that, it's insane, no matter what is written down. Because all that, all that thing that is written down is an idea or a belief that you've bought into, but the majority of the motorists have no idea what you're talking about. Because once, because the rules that they were tested on in order to get their driving license, in order to be allowed to drive, was probably 20 or 30 years ago, or 10 years ago, depending on how old they are. So they're not gonna be up on the recent, on the new rules. They're not gonna be concerned with even knowing that because it's not a condition of having a license. All you need to do is be able to prove that you can drive at a certain point in time and that's it. Doesn't matter after that. If you get into trouble, then they might ask you to uh, redo your test, but it'll most likely be the practical, practical assessment. And that's typically just behavior, like if you're an aggressive driver or a dangerous driver or something. So yeah. Just thought I'd mention that because that is that is what I'd consider insane. I mean, if if somebody if somebody tries to run you over, um, I'm pretty sure that would be like attempted murder or something. If you're waiting to cross the road at a crossing, you're forcing every single driver to observe a particular behavior, to be generous, to be, it's not even generous, it's just to be considerate. And not every person is like that. So it's, it's a, It's an insane rule and it's only gonna get used if somebody gets knocked over and they say, oh, well. Or maybe it won't because you would have to prove that there would have to be some sort of proof. You know what I mean? So. Bananas. Somebody's throwing a phone away or something. Oh, that's a dash cam. Weird. Found all sorts of shit along the road. Saw another, another dead bird this morning. It's almost every day. Oh, speaking of, speaking of driving, when I was walking back into town yesterday, all the schools were, were leaving, right? So I think it was like, I think it was the older schools. 
and this guy had obviously just had an accident he's driving a tesla and the front hood was all crumpled up and he'd obviously just picked up I've never seen so much, like in the, in the three months, in the three or four months I've been walking around here, this area, every day, two or three times a day, I've never seen so much death. Or careless driving, because that, that's, that's all it can be, there's a, a fox that's been hit and squashed. And it's like, it's careless driving, you know? It ain't nothing else. If you're fucking speeding and you speed into an animal and you didn't see it, it's careless. If you saw it and you didn't do anything, careless. There's no care given, right? So anyway, so this guy in the Tesla, right? So it's all crumpled up and the daughter looks a little bit embarrassed because there's people obviously looking at it. But what he does next kind of kind of just defies logic, but it, it, it shows that he might be a bit accident prone. So he's in the lane to turn right. He decides he's not going to turn right, he's going to turn left. So instead of looking to see if he can move into that lane, he just changes, just maneuvers the car. Not realising there's a car though. And then uh, only realises when the car starts beeping at him. So it's, it's like he's had an accident and then he almost got into straight into another accident. Just because he wasn't paying attention. Just because, well, on awareness. He wasn't just paying, wasn't just not paying attention, it was just completely being fucking blissfully unaware of things around you it's crazy like the behaviour of I don't know something's happened in the past week or two like people's behaviour just seems weird seems off and I've already spoken well I've probably not uploaded it yet but I've spoken about the things that have happened all just in the last two weeks and just about how much energy is going through everything at the minute it's insane so anyway I'm going to try and cross the road it's pretty busy here again it seems to be every day now this bloke Yeah, the thing is, you have to wait until somebody gives you gives way because it's like two lanes of traffic and nobody gives a fuck. And everyone's just kind of 
just ignoring me. Of course, I could just walk out and get myself squashed. It's almost like they can improve. Yeah, it's like they could improve these roads by putting up a bridge or something. So that pedestrians can just go straight over. Might give people more. Might give them more reason to like walk down here. So I'm sure most people won't want to bring the kids down here on foot. Just for fear of getting run over. Anyway. So there's definitely, there's definitely a lack of an awareness. People not really, they're not really just, they're more tuned into themselves. Not really thinking about what's going on around them. How it could affect them, how they could affect it. And just observing different times of the day, different behaviors. Like I'd probably say, probably say today has been the worst in terms of um, traffic and just people's people's attitude they don't want to nobody wanted to let me cross fair enough it could it could be me right but the fact that some people two people did let me go could also be the other people that just didn't want to Yeah, I wonder if everyone just woken up on a bad mood on a Friday morning. Possible, right? <clears throat> just something uh, common. Some sort of common uh, thing that's influencing everyone. Anyway, so I guess I'm gonna to have to separate this, uh, separate this um, discussion. Because I was gonna talk about something completely separate, something completely different, and it would be, it would be a shame to. mix the two yeah it'd be a shame to mix the two up because it could end up being like an hour and a half two hours and 
you may only be interested in half of it. So, so I'm just going to call this something like latest observations, something like that, because that's that's what this discussion is going to be. So that's that was my observations this morning. So it's been something that I've been observing for I don't even remember. It's been a while. You know, you know when you get a new tyre on your car, the tyres tend to come with a sticker and it's either a product information sticker where it's got a barcode and it's got the type and the size of the tyre and all that, or it's got a, I think it may only be in Europe and the UK, is the efficiency of the tyre, the wet and the dry grip and the noise like the rolling resistance, that kind of thing. And those stickers tend to be in the centre of the tread. So before they fit before they fit the tire onto your onto your rim, onto your alloy, they'd normally take those stickers off, right? But in some cases they could get left on. Or some at least some of the residue. It may not come off clean, right? It may not get clean. May not, it may not get. It may not get cleaned off. It's better to have glue on the tire than it would be to have like something oil-based to remove it. So. So over the last, I don't know how long it's been. It's been a, it's been a while. I've noticed this, and when you hear the t- when you hear a car go past, and you hear that that sticking sound, it's like a sticking sound. Fuck man, that is a deer. 100% Sorry <laughs> Jeez Now I'm trying to figure out what that, what that was So that means there's some uh, Predator type thing in there Sorry I'm just walking past the Remains of what looked like a deer And uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what what took it. Something took it, right? Whoa! What the fuck? Okay, so I'm observing something now. So I can see a plane. I can see a plane that is flying into a shadow right now it's dropping a trail but it's like it's flying into its own shadow it's almost like its path has been carved out that's what it looks like what the fuck I've never seen that before 
I don't even think I can get a picture of it. It's too, um, it's like flying into. Hazy clouds. Wow. What are the chances that I just saw that? It literally looked like it was following some sort of. I don't even know what to call it, a track. Because it was just like a shadow and it was flying directly into it. Like a straight. Like a train track. That's what it looked like. But. Oh, so weird. I've seen that type of shadow before, but. There was nothing, there was nothing below it. There was nothing casting. And there was no shadow of the plane. So it's not like it was. Yeah, it's not like it was coming from the the line of the plane. Wow. So weird. So latest observation, so that's the latest. Right. So the tires on cars. Now when they go past, you can hear it's like a ticking or a sticking sound. Now, whenever I've heard it, right? Because I started to notice it. And then I was like, it sounds like these cars have got new tires. Oh, it's only like one new tire, right? It's only one corner, so I can... It's always coming from the closest to me. So it'd be the left-hand side of the car. Always appears to be coming from the left front of the car. And so I keep hearing this. And I'll hear it before the car comes past me. So I'm, I know to look. And I look at the car and I can see something in the middle of the tire. And it looks like it just it looks like someone's peeled the sticker off, but it's not been taken off completely. That's always what it looks like when I can see it. But now I've been hearing it like there's trucks going by and stuff. Now I'm walking past the highway now, so this isn't just like a phantom noise or anything. So there's cars and trucks going by and nothing, right? It's only the road, it's only the road within the town. This is like a highway taking you to the next, the next town. Now it's not it's not always in the same place. It tends to be all around really. And not just in town. Obviously it's but something it's something that I've just started picking up on. Like I'll hear it and then I'll look. And it's not something on the road because it's not every car that makes it. And I, I know the difference between a car rolling over a, a grate or something. You can tell the difference in the frequency of the sound. This is uh, definitely a sticker on the tyre. But the first thing that struck me, right, is 
Wow, why, why do all these cars have new tyres? Like, one new tyre. And this is even like new cars. You know, like, cars are only maybe a year or a few months old. So it's like, what's happening to all these tires? Are people getting, people getting the tire slashed? Are they getting, uh, they've got a faulty tire, faulty valve or something, you know? So weird, but that, that's just something I noticed. And yesterday it just kind of struck me again that it's been, it's been a long, it's been a while now that I've been noticing it. I was trying to figure out like, I'm noticing it for a reason, but this is the first time I've, I've even spoken about it. I've not spoken to about it. I've not spoken about it to anyone else. It's not really been something I've thought about. It's just when I'm walking around and I notice it, it's just like, I wonder why, why, you know? And then that's it. I don't think about it again. But yesterday, I think it was a truck or a van or something, and I was like, this is too, it's happening too, too often. Because like I said, I've been walking around the same area for three or four months, and you notice changes. Like I said, I've noticed things changed in the last two weeks. People's behavior. And the number of dead animals that keep appearing on the roads and on the side of the road. It's just insane. Just in the last week. But if you think about it, right? The 26th of September, the G-Day, creation day, when the most births happen in the world, there must also be, consider, right? There has to be a lot of deaths for there to be a lot of births. There has to be a balance, right? So how many people are really in the world? How many, how many people live in your town, your city, your street? Like how many? How many live in your street? How many streets are in your town? How many streets are in your city? How many streets are in your country? How many people would that be? Because we're given these figures, right? We're given these figures about how many people definitely exist. You know, that they definitely exist, right? But we can never observe that. We can never observe that many people. We could, we could try and imagine it, but we could not observe it. Was it more than 7 billion people, right? Nah, 
if you go to a city and compare it to other cities so go to Hong Kong go to Singapore go to New York go to Melbourne go to Sydney go to Brisbane go to Jakarta go to Mumbai go to London Go to San Francisco, is that even a city? Got to be a city, right? San Francisco in California, right? So, Los Angeles. So, you go to these places and you make comparisons. I've been to London. I've li- I lived in London. I've lived in Hong Kong. Hong Kong was significantly... You could tell there was more people in London and I would estimate that they're probably both about the same size just based on my my experience my observation just uh, I, I judge it based on how long or how far I can walk So, I don't know, I'd say it's easier for me to walk around London. Because I went there a few weeks ago and I walked around easy. Hong Kong is a little bit trickier because things are... It it, it must be a little bit bigger. Must be. But I think London's got more people. Apparently. But what they do with London is they keep extending the the border. So they keep bringing more towns and cities into London. Just by moving the border out. Anyway, po- that, my, my point is population. How do we actually know how many people there are? And does it really matter to us how many people there are? I'd say not. Why should it matter? Why should it? We're given... We're given that this is the number of people in the world and that this is a problem right so what is the problem like what is the problem lack of resources well that doesn't really make sense because I can go to a second hand shop and they've got all this second-hand electronics so if there's too many people there must be significantly more devices than there are people right you can go into a supermarket and the supermarkets have pretty much always got food 
unless you go in the evening or early morning when the, they've not restocked the shelves yet. Which is a prime opportunity for you to make a story about there being a lack of food on the shelves in the morning and in the evening because technically it is accurate because there's no food but it's not given in the correct context. They're empty because they've not restocked it and they're about to restock it after they've finished filming or taking pictures. So that's how you can make something appear to be true, I guess, in a way. That's how you make the it's the conditions for that perspective to be observed, observable, right? You go, you know, at certain times of the day, the shelves are going to be a little bit emptier because they're not restocked. So that's when you go to make your your article or your news story and technically it's true <laughs> it just isn't true all the time that's that's the missing context yeah this is happening there's no food on the shelves but it doesn't happen all the time it's only for like one hour every day until all the food from the back is brought out and put on the shelves but anyway, there's food on the shelves, right? If there's too many people, how is there an overabundance of food? If there's too many people, how is there an overabundance of cars, things, houses, land, water, electricity? So what's the problem? What is the problem with population? I'd say it's something that we don't really need to even bother about. It's not something that impacts anyone. It only impacts stories and the creation of problems. Because you can create a problem from saying there's too many people. Such as going into a supermarket at a certain time of the day when the shelves are empty, when they've not been restocked yet and making a story out of it. There's too many people and look, there's no food on the shelves. Now there's no, there's no concept of too few or too many people or just an amount of people. There's no concept of what is a right or wrong amount. So to say there's too many is subjective. A journalist can say there are too many people and it's, that's right. That's the opinion. It doesn't need to be given to you as the truth. But in the context that is given, it is truth because it's an opinion. The sense too many people and there's no food on the shelves. There is no food on the shelves because they took pictures and they took videos before the shelves were restocked and second it's their opinion that there's too many people because there is no idea belief concept of what is too few people too many people or a right amount of people 
So all this observation, just observing things, you're going to be able to realise that a lot of the stuff you're told is just bullshit. If somebody's telling you there's a, f a food shortage or a shortage of something, go into the shops. Go into the shops for yourself and have a look. They've been saying there's a few food shortage. <laughs> I can't fucking speak. <laughs> They've been saying there's food shortages or warning of food shortages for ages. There's even a guy in Bitchute. That's all he does. He's like, a, I don't know, he's a prepper or something. But his whole channel is there's a fertilizer shortage. There's going to be food shortage. He's been saying this for two years. Now, granted, apparently farmers have been told to destroy crops. But if they've been asked to destroy crops, it is a man-made problem if there is a shortage trying to purposely create a shortage by destroying crops but if you just look around now you'll know you'll know you'll know what the real deal is I think the only real shortage was when toilet roll pasta petrol and they were all triggered by the media all three of them because the media ran stories to say um, you better go out and get your pasta you better go out and get your toilet roll and you better go out and get your petrol because one petrol station in the UK didn't have any petrol because they'd not had a delivery yet So, just shows you ideas. Where's my car come from? Just show they they just they were just somebody's ideas. They created it. It's almost like they're showing you. They had an idea. They ran a story, and they created the outcome they wanted to create a petrol shortage or a fuel shortage in general right so they run a story they go to one petrol station that didn't have any fuel because they didn't tell you there was no delivery or anything they just said there's no fuel and from that everyone went out started panicking and because those people were panicking other people that wouldn't normally go out and panic they were like oh shit these knobheads getting all the fuel I better go get some. Which just exacerbated the whole situation. And then there really wasn't any fuel. But it was because... It's because the... Oh, what's it called? There's a word for... What is it? So when you run when you run a business or a shop, you have a pattern of um, 
when to reorder things. So when things start to run low, you might have like an automatic ordering system. Or if you're a petrol station, you may have one day a week where you receive all your fuel because you know that you'll have a certain amount remaining because you'll have, you might have seasonal, seasonal variances in fuel usage, but you can typically work it out, right? And then it goes into your system and your system does the automatic ordering for you. So you get your delivery on a certain day. Now, when somebody fucks that up, when somebody, when somebody uh, basically comes and takes all your fuel, then you can't do anything until you get your delivery in. But you may not, that delivery may not come now because every other petrol station is suffering the same problem. It was a fabricated shortage. Somebody created the idea to increase demand. Even though, even though it was unnecessary. It wasn't, wasn't natural. People believed what, people believed the idea. People believed the idea and then basically went out and did what they said. Went out and got fuel because they were worried. And then after that, you have the fabricated hike in fuel price because, well, obviously, stations can capitalise on that if there's a sudden surge in demand you can limit your supply and that's what OPEC are doing now right they're cutting the supply or they're cutting the production which means they're doing the same thing again they're fabricating a shortage by cutting supply, demand is going to remain the same, but the price will have to increase. And then all it takes, all it takes is for the same story to be run again, right? Uh, because of OPEC, there's a fuel shortage. People go out fucking getting fuel again. And then the situation becomes worse because now you've got less supply of fuel. So this is people fucking with your head. Literally, they're fucking with your head because they're having you believe their ideas, having you believe their stories. That's all they are, stories and ideas. If nobody listened to the media or these, these people that run these organisations, they would have absolutely no way of instilling or installing their ideas or beliefs and so everything every, they, they won't be able to do what they're doing they won't be able to create these shortages 
they could just cut the supply right and that would be it but it's almost like you have to be involved in that because if they didn't have a way of communicating with you and they just cut the supply they can't control the react they can't control the reaction right so by having the idea planted it's all from you the entire thing going out to get the fuel going out to going out to do these things based on this idea you don't target the people that had the idea you it's yourself it's the other people that are trying to get the get the same thing that you are that are the problem so if people started to observe things start to experience things for themselves you would not be in hell you're only in hell because it's of your own choosing hell is a condition it's a state it is it is the state but it's a state of being stuck in your lower nature being stuck in fear and anger and it's not just an emotional it's not just an emotional shift right layers that obstruct your view so the TV, your tablet your smartphone, the newspaper books to a degree just basically basically cutting everything back to the bare minimum so that it is literally just you going out and observing things and experiencing it's experiencing things that's literally that's all you have to do Cut it, cut it back to the bare minimum so it is just what you see and what you experience is your reality because at the minute your reality is constructed via, via all these different platforms and means by your smartphone social media, by the news, by the TV by movies, by entertainment, by newspaper by books all these things are shaping your reality yet you can go outside and have a completely different experience of what is actual reality that you can experience and you can observe you can't experience and observe the shit that they feed you by the TV and the smartphone and the media you can't observe that reality they give you a taste to make it seem like it's possible like you could be a reality TV star. You could be an inventor on Dragon's Den. You could be a lottery winner. I heard some guys the other day talking about, have you ever met anyone that has, like personally met anyone that's won millions on the lottery? And they were saying that the only people that they knew of that they didn't really even know personally that other people had told them about 
they moved into a neighborhood they built a house they'd won millions apparently and then after a few years they got divorced and all this and it all just collapsed but that seems to be that seems to be the case for most lottery winners that you hear of you know they won the lottery they got all this money and then years later they they have zero so they're selling you these ideas but it's it's not reality it ain't you need to cut cut all that shit back and you need to If you want to experience and observe reality, you need to cut that stuff back. Because all those ideas and beliefs that you're being fed are just obstructing your view. It's keeping you low down. Whereas if you want to observe and experience things for yourself, you need to climb up the tree. And that's where we that's where that's where we would naturally be we would have a better vantage point but we've been knocked down dumbed down been given things that satiate us that keep us not wanting to observe or experience for ourselves we just allow others to feed us the ideas Observation, first-hand observation is critical. If you want to get out of hell, which is it's basically just this, this little prison that they're keeping you in, with all these electronics and all these high-frequency uh, platforms that serve you information, you need to get away from them because they're the things that are keeping you down in hell. That is a state of hell. Now when you observe and experience things for yourself, things are not things are not as bad as they make up. Nowhere near as bad. Because the majority of the time they're trying to sell you an idea. And they're selling you ideas because they want that they want that to come true and the only way they can make that come true is by having other people make it come true for them so like the thing with the fuel the fuel crisis that was that was all fabricated that was an idea that people bought into and people made it real the people that suggested the idea didn't make it real. They suggested it. The people that believed in the idea, they made it real. They made it in physical. They made it top G. The seven, top seven. They created it. Together. 
and you see the power in that right in the that fuel crisis the power in that fuel crisis was people all coordinated all working toward the same thing together and look how quick look how quick it manifested exceedingly quick so the way that you get out of hell nobody is going to come and save you that that's not that's an idea nobody's going to save you you have to save yourself and you do that by getting rid of all the old ideas that you've been fed and observe and experience things for yourself and and then when that happens hell gets a little bit um, there's less energy there's less energy going into those ideas so the less people that feed into those ideas, the less likely, less likely those ideas would be possible. Because everything is possible. But to a degree, it depends on observation. How many people are observing it? By the way, your, your TV, your phone, all your electric devices that project light are all prisms. But they're feeding you a, uh, the light that they want you to see, not the, not the natural G, top G light. I guess one thing before I go is the moon was out last night again and it was I noticed it I noticed it two nights ago and then I noticed it again last night and um, the point is <laughs> uh, uh, Jupiter was out as well I could see Jupiter quite clear and when I looked at it you could clearly see let me just get you could clearly see the spectrum spectrum of colors you can see the extremes anyway red at the bottom and blue at the top just like we see the earth the sky, blue at the top, red underground for the uh, for lava volcanoes. That's uh, so I found that quite interesting because we're different, right? We're inverted. We see red first. 
be recognized red first before all other colors which is why again it's used for hazards and warnings it's telling you to do something like right now so that's why it's red so it has to tell you to do something now so we see or we process the colors inverted but we must see it we must see the longer wavelength first which is the red oh fuck something burning all right so that was just that was just interesting that it, it it matches what we observed looking at the earth the blue at the top red below but we obviously see um, we obviously see it inverted we see red first but we can see the expression in the earth that it's blue first right Someone's really, someone's really burning shit. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Just um, those observations. And... Yeah, it's just something I found... Well, all those things I found quite interesting. But I've not, not really spoken about them. I've just been... I guess just... Uh, just observing. Just to see what is... Um, just to see what is what. I think somebody's burning in their garden or something. It's really thick, really thick smoke. Yeah, I think someone's burning branches or something. Um, so yeah, those are things that, that I found interesting. And slightly different observations, I think, in terms of the, the cars and the behavior and the car tires and all that stuff. That, that's weird that I'm noticing that. I'm not saying it's not possible. Of course, it is possible for a number of cars to get a new tire, right? I think what I am trying to highlight is the frequency. It seems like a lot of cars. Anyway, that's just my, my observation, right? So, I guess that is it. <laughs>